So middle of chapter 29, top of page uh, 48. Am Bey's Discourse 8, Mimono. Okay. So after a long discussion on, uh, on energy, that energy is not shapeless and formless, but energy has some type of shape. Blima, relative to the containers and relative to identity and personality of existence, you can call it shapeless because it's more of amorphous, uh, nebulous, abstract state. But compared to let's call it infinite possibilities where there's real bleak vul or real pshittas, pshittas mamish meaning before the tzimtzum, where there's really no shape and nothing has yet taken any shape or form, there is something that arose in God's will where he wants to have one particular structure. And that's the ten spheres. This is what's called the ten hidden spheres. So it's not actual spheres, it's how it arises, it's how it's in God's vision. Shir asme bekeach, how he envisions, how the bligvul envisions a particular structure. And compared to that vision, the actual ten, the energy of the of the kav and the ten spheres natsilis is giliahelam. It's revealing that which is concealed. Because it was there in some form or fashion. How we explain exactly God's vision, you know, the best thing we can do is describe it from an artist's vision. But that's also obviously not adequate. <coughs> but clearly, there's something. And um, that's how God wanted it to be. He wanted he wanted as a relationship with him. So yes, it could have been that he should have just made a symptom and created a world. And that's it. And that would be the ceiling and you couldn't go further. But he wanted, he created existence similar to the way he works. So just like we don't begin by just creating something, we envision something and then we create it, the same thing God envisions and creates. It didn't have to be that way, but that's the way he chose it. And since he chose it, it means in some way it reflects something about the etzim as well. That's it. But compared to the Eir HaBligvul, compared to the infinite possibilities, the Kav and the Ten Spheres and Atzillus are Yashma'ayin. Are like a new entity because they're infinitely distant from that, from the infinite. The containers are always infinitely distant because the containers describe identity. That's just the overall overview. Now what we were learning here was uh, obviously he's talking primarily about the energy, but since we got into the containers, he's, he's mentioning them. So really what he's breaking down here is like this. That even the siluk, well, let's put it this way. Let's, start, let's just start differently. There's a fundamental difference. The, the key question is what is the difference between air and keli? That's really the biggest question of all. So when it comes down in the shtalshalas, in the structure of existence, it's easier to relate to. Yeah, air is the energy, container is the, the, the personality. You know, the Eir HaChesed would be like the Eir HaRiya, the power to see, and the Klei HaChesed is like the Klei HaRiya, like the iron, like the eye. So we can relate to it, we have it in faculties. Obviously, it's much more difficult to understand how it is in the source. And I think this is the key thing that we've started talking about, and I want to just elaborate a bit, and hopefully this is understandable, let me know if you agree. <laughs> um... Remember, from Atzma's point of view, 
you could really say Eren Keli, there's no difference over Eren Keli. Atzmus is Nesa Hakel, he encompasses everything. So it encompasses this, encompasses that, just like there's no difference between Helam and Gili. Because Gili doesn't, is not significant and Helam is not significant. You're talking about a state of being, you can't even call it a state, a, a non-existential state, not built in Mitzvah Nimtza. However, again, how we understand it, can be many ways you can explain it, or maybe many ways you can't explain it, but in some way there is, God wants existence as we know it. That, that is no question about, because we see this existence. We also know that it's real, it's not an illusion. So this existence does have duality and does have many dimensions. And there is a thing called energy in a container. But if you go, if you're trying to trace the roots to the deepest place, what is Er and what is Keli? So based on what you're saying here in other places, the way I would put it, or one of the ways I would explain it would be Er always consciously and in a revealed manner reflects its source. Kaylee does not. In the lowest levels, that will be Tachtainim. Kaylim and Atzilis, and Kaylim for sure higher than Atzilis and the Shadish, are obviously a power of the divine. But because even in their deepest root, their role is not to reflect the divine, so one day, so to speak, at some point, they will actually conceal the divine to the point where you can live in a world like ours and, and ignore and deny that God exists. In other words, if there was no such thing as a keli in its root, there would be no be a possibility of pisechel, a reality like ours that feels disconnected, that's able to say, you know, I'm a, a nivav seid. It's not just me, because Eid's personality is such that it's always connected to the source. It may be in a diminished form, it may be in a removed form, but it's always dovukimikeder, or else it's not Eid. So, essentially, for, for a dida b'tachtenim to happen, for an existence that, it's, that senses that it's, out, that it's an independent existence, and that it should reconnect to the divine, requires basically two things. It requires the existence to be, and it requires something for it to reconnect. But the real challenge, of course, is that you want it to reconnect in a way where the existence doesn't get annihilated in the process. This is the challenge of the whole interface. This is the whole Ayin base. All of Chassidus, you could say. All of Kabbalah comes to teach that. So how is that achievable? So generally speaking, it's Eir and Keli. Eir will always remind us of something divine, something transcendent. And even in the lowest levels, you can find Eir. Even meaning, even all of them in the lowest worlds. And Keli always will tell us there's a, a need to, for existence. So something like when we say, the Nisham is told, you must go down to the body. On its own, the Nisham is Eir. Neir Hashem Mishma Sadim, it's a Neir. It's interested to go upward, transcendence. It has to be compelled to go into the body. And the body obviously is not, is even though the body on its own doesn't reveal, but the body at the end of the day is the purpose so there's something that's achieved in the body that can never be achieved in the soul level. So this, in, in different words, you can say it's between Eir and Yesh, which is on the lowest level. Or in a higher level, it's Eir and Keli. Now in Atzillus, even though Kalim are going to be the, are the source of identity and personality, but in Atzillus, the Kalim are aligned with their Eir. So they, they don't have yet, even though they don't reveal, but they also but they, but they do respond to and, and are... Huh? Reveal, but they don't block. Right. 
Right. So when they are there, they're gvul. That's what I said the other day. Not, you can't call them yesh yet. But gvul they are. The eil has gvul in it. But the eil always also has, it retains a divine sense. It senses that it's, it's connected. Keli is not, its role is not to sense anything. Its role is to be something. So eil is, is, is to experience the divine. Keli is not to experience the divine. Keli is to fulfill the purpose of the divine. It's a very big difference. That's like, for example, sometimes the difference between... So that's where they are. They are the purpose to be, they, they are the purpose to create structure. But the bottom line is this structure is aligned with the purpose because it, 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 Kaylee speaks to the air and the air speaks to the Kaylee. Take away the air and make more tzimtzum and, and you'll create briya, yitzira, siya and all the way to the world where... Let's put it this way. Like the, the Shalosh says about klipa. A klipa, which means really a husk. A klipa, is nothing wrong with a klipa. A klipa is shemer lepri. As long as you know that the orange peel is there to protect the fruit, its role is very important. It protects the fruit. But let's say somebody, for example, forgets there's a fruit, and decides to live a life based on the peel. That's our world. Then you have what we call real klippas. Klippa means you're worshipping the klippa as an end in itself instead of it being a means to another end. And generally speaking, Bechlau, evil even, Ra, Cheshech, in that sense is only the absence of light. Tilled becomes a Mitzvah of its own because you convince yourself that, it, that, you, that we are an, an independent entity. So, however, let's put it this way, if, if, if for, for, the, for, the, struct, for the, the eloquence of it is that Yesh doesn't just start from nowhere. Yesh has a root. It has a root in Atzmus' wish to have an entity that is not revealing him. Kaylee does not reveal. But it is it is godliness. There's no question. Kaylee is elikus. But there's a difference between being elikus and knowing it and being elikus and not knowing it. Now, does the Kaylee and Atzilas know it's elikus on its own? You could say it does. And the Eir reveals it even more. You know, I don't know. I don't know if we could speak to a Kaylee. Maybe Kaylee don't speak. You know, Eir speaks. That's the whole point. It's expressive. Akeli is not expressive. Akeli contains, but that's that's that doesn't really change the picture anyway. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the end of the day is just like we say: God hides Himself. The hiding is only for us to reveal Him. So the hiding is not really a concealment. It's also a revelation, except we don't know it, because we live in a world where revelation matters and 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 concealment matters. Something I don't see it, it affects me. You know, we say, Allah said, love, Mashiach, come, everything will be seen. Obviously, that makes a big difference. If the, the Baditra said, instead of reading about Elam Haba, show them Elam Haba, let them read about Elam Haza, you know the Baditra is what. But w- the problem is, excuse me, we see and experience Elam Haza, and we read about, we hear about Elam Haba. So, Kaylee, bottom line is, if you want to put it in the source, in the source, it's God's will to have an existence. However, as we understand, if the vision, within the vision, it's completely non-existent. The Eir, on the other hand, its job, its role is to reveal. So that's what he says. Eir, at the end of the day, it's still Dovid Bim Kere. And no matter what happens, Eir is Eir. Right, that's the, that's the point. So that's why it's not a total Siluk. That's what he's saying. So even Eir, the Gabib Ligvul, is not total Siluk, because at the end of the day, so you, so you can't call it, you can call it, it's Alderech is Chachus. In other words, the Eir HaGvul, the vision, the aid of the aid of the vision of one piece of art compared to the infinite possibilities, is 
his chatzos because it's so so distant. But you can't, like he says, the lashon is it's enarich kumayis chatzos. Abalgam bezeh inabchinus his chatzos mamish. I mean, we have to remember. You have to keep always the, the words here. Constantly uses pshitus mamish and pshitus le mamish. In other words, there is there is relativity going on here. There's no question about it. It's the only way to understand all these things because he calls it pshitus here, and then some second later he says it has tziur. Same thing here. His chatzos. What's real? His chatzos keli. Now, what's the meaning of his chatzos? What does it mean? It's new. I just said that it's rooted in atzmos. It's new because precisely because of that. Newness means it doesn't reflect atzmos. So it is so-called a new entity, not new as in, of course it's rooted there. So it's not new in that sense. From Atzma's point of view, a keli is not new. But from the keli's point of view, it's new because it's not telling you anything about God. That's a very new type of reality. Eir, on the other hand, is not telling you anything new. It's telling you, I come from a source. For a keli says, I am here. I know God put me here, but I'm here. Eir is saying, I come from somewhere. So that itself is already telling you I'm not new. Because I'm coming from somewhere. So if you look at the keli and its personality, that's what creates an identity. How could there be such a thing called chesed? You could argue, what kind of chesed? Everything is atmos. Even chesed. Fine, chesed to gedusha, love, kindness, everything. It's all gedusha. But what do you mean? Since when is there tzir? Where, where, where did you get the idea that there's only one thing and not two? That idea that there's one and not two and not three is definitely so-called a chiddush, because Atzimus doesn't have, can, can be divided that way. Yet he has the power of Kayach HaGvul. Kishem Sheyesh Lekeach Bilti Magvul, he has the Kayach HaGvul. So he has the power to create that. So Keli is really, ultimately, the root of all substance, of all metzias, of all shape and form. But the chiddush here is also the other way around. That though Er is fundamentally transcendent, yet in Er there's also something of shape and form, relatively speaking. So in other words, the, the, when Atzma's willed and desired to have a Tachtenim, and in other words, Kalim, that will create that Tachtenim, he also implanted an Eir, an understanding of that shape and form. So it's not just pure transcendence here, pure Kali here. That makes it even more beautiful. That's why the interface works so beautiful. So this whole complication is because you have to really know, the real key thing is to understand wh- which is what he's talking about. But if you know what I just said, that the keli is this way, the air er is that way, the air er has within it, so to speak, tziur of the kalim, or not of the kalim, but similar, air er chesed, kleh chesed, and that the air er chesed fits into the container of, of love, of chesed, it makes it a lot easier. I find the main complication is really knowing when he's speaking about something, which level he's speaking about. Is he talking about the keli? Is he talking about the air? Er? Is he air er lifniat simtsum? Air gvul, air abligvul, air in the sheirish? That's really the dilemma. But they're all necessary. But the bottom line is, if you made the map, it would go. It would start in Atzmus, his wish for Tachtenim. It has to start with Nesava, because Baruch they did it with Tachtenim. Though the, though the Rebbe Shab doesn't mention it here, but it's like implicit. That's why there's a structure in the, in the first place. And from there begins the Er Keli, uh, so-called metamorphosis, evolution. But always, but remember, Lifnei Simtsum and, and the Atzmus for sure is nothing at all. Lifnei Simtsum. There's the vision of the diff- the so-called in the vision. There's the different so-called levels, even though you can't really call them levels, whatever you want to call them. There, there, there's something there that allows us to connect to those places. The compli- the, the a real explanation of how all this is in the shadish is not so easy to explain. That's that's why I think he said, and I go back to that line. They can only intuit, because remember, it's like trying to understand a, a, a conception of a seed that was just fertilized, an egg that was just fertilized. All we can know is that it's going to turn into a child. 
So you have to say that seed has in it all the elements that a child will have, that an adult will have. But if someone said to you, can you tell me what, what, what is the state of being of the seed? It's very hard to answer. We don't live on the seed level. What we live is an observable level. We see a tree. We can observe a seed. You can put it under a microscope. But it's very hard to understand the consciousness of the seed. Now, how much more so? We're not even talking about a seed here. We're talking about the root of the seed in the mind of the, of the creator, in the vision. So I'm just pointing out how how subtle and how complicated it can be. But the examples that he gives helps us somewhat uh, imagine it, so to speak. You could, you, it's not completely uh, saying, you know, I, I totally don't get it. What we can say is we don't get the, the, the level of abstraction, but we get that it's abstract, and it's, you know, it's like, like, like uh, you know, as I would say, as distant as the, a piece of art is from the vision of the artist, the vision of an artist is from the vision of God. Like something like we said, as distant as Asiya is from Atsilas, Atsilas is, is, is even more distant from Asa, from Ainsaif. This is how I would explain it, and this I think, uh, you know, explains this, few, this parenthesis that we learned. So, Kalim are Elokus, but they're Elokus, it's like what it says about Neshama sometimes, Neshama is Elokus and Asiyash. Eir doesn't have such a concept. Eir is... You know, I was reading in different places in Ayan Bays and in other places. They asked the question, why Mukabalim used the word Eir, not Shefa? Shefa is the one used more in, in Jewish philosophy by the Chokrim. So Shefa is used, but Eir is the main thing. And the Al-Tareb is Chiddush of Eir. It's ultimately because Eir's personality is always bottled to its source. Shefa, you could have Hashpa, and the, the root of the Hashpa, the, root, the one who's transmitting, cannot be there any longer. You can pour someone water, and you you have the water even if the source is gone, even if the even if you're not by the river or the, the spring of water, or the person who poured it to you. Oh, it is impossible. You close the window, the the, the 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 light doesn't go in. There's no such thing as as a light without a source. So light, first of all, means always always telling you there's something else. Kaili does not do that. A Kaili does not tell you there's something else. You could, Al-Piseich will figure it out. Like, you know, we could figure out, we see a world, so we could figure out, someone must have put it here. But remember, even figuring out is an Eir, it's Eir HaSeichel. If you had no brains, or a goof without a Neshama, so to speak, wouldn't, is it aware? Not aware, it doesn't need to be aware. Remember, awareness on the level of Kalim is not necessarily a Mila. It doesn't need to be aware, it just needs to do the job. It's like an Eved and a Ben. So to speak, the Eved—that's what I was saying. In Aveda, for example, it's Teira Mitzvus. Teira, you must be aware. You don't understand what you're learning. You're not Mikhaim Mitzvus Ateira. I'm not talking now Loya de Makomar. So on. I'm talking about Havana Ateira, Hasogus Ateira. A Mitzvah, you don't have to understand. You understand it helps Kavanas of the Mitzvah, the the, the meaning of the Mitzvah, Taimiha Mitzvus. But a Mitzvah is you're doing. It's and that, you don't need awareness. Obviously, God wants both. He wants you to do a Mitzvah and have Kiluim. But the, technically, a mitzvah is about being your servant. Kabbalah sale. You do it and that's it. That's what a keli is in Aveda. And the air means it has to have some type of awareness, some type of gilu, something, something is, you know, some type of um, consciousness, so to speak. That's why you have mitzvahs, for example, you don't need any kavana. You can do mitzvahs, and even have an opposite kavana. Your awareness can be the exact, I, I don't want to give. You know, I'm an avid seller, for example. You lose a, a coin, someone finds it. So the Sufri, the Medrash says, it's, even if you knew that someone had found it, you wouldn't want them to have it, you still get the mitzvah of Zaka. 
Then there are mitzvahs, obviously, where kavana is is lekuva, like karbanas or other things, or davening. But 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 the point of the matter is, there are two steps here. So I'm just you know, explaining how it is, how it steps. He does. He says earlier. But remember, nasa v'nishma. He said nasa is the mile of nasa v'nishma is the mile of kelim over air. That the shade of kelim is higher than the shade of air. Since I'm already talking, I should add that into the equation. Because at the end of the day, the Sherish HaKalim is higher because that's the purpose of existence. The purpose is not Eir. The purpose is, is, is Keli. But that's purpose. That's not consciousness. That's not awareness. Anyway, that's... I was giving an example. Sometimes it says the Neshama is not Galakusha Nasa Nivra or Nasa Yesh. It's 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 not exactly Kaylee because it, but but no no but there there is a crossover I understand <laughs> I didn't mean it that way I meant to just give an example and a shama sometimes is called Kaylee sometimes is called air the shama compared to a goof is for sure air that's for sure but the shama compared to malachim can be alakushanas and maloch can't come down to earth and change the world so in that sense a neshama is is more like has the and a shama has both elements. Generally speaking, in the context of what we're speaking, Neshama is Eir. I would stick to that. It's simpler. It just has something that, like I said, a Malach, a Gilead of Atzillus can come down to change the world. And Neshama, because it's Mushush and Atzmus, it has also a Kali element. So what is the meaning? It's from the Yeah, and also the Neshama recognizes the Mile of the Kali. You know, the Neshama can be Mavar the Guf. Yeah. That's a Lashon, Elkushan Nasi Yesh. In, and some of Avi says it. I'm sure he says it here later. Uh, I'm trying to remember how he explains it. There's a difference in Malachim, Dibur and Machshava. Mishama is a Mushrish in Machshava, and Malachim is a in Dibur. So Dibur can't really come down as low as Machshava can. That's what it comes down. But it's, it's, it's not really not relevant here. Just, but no, but no. Bottom line is, Mishama has an element of, of Kali in it. Uh, it. I think it's probably because it's Margish and Kavonis Atmos. Where air doesn't really know that so well. I'm surprised that in discussion regarding Kalim and air, you didn't mention ACS, ACS that are the Kalim that contain the, the, the idea. Which, no, no, no. Uh, it's 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 correct. You're, no, it's exactly right. I didn't mention everything. You know, I didn't. I mean, but it's correct. Because he uses it. ACS is ACS Arishim. That's what he said. That if you remember, uh, like look back in chat page page Mem Hey. So when he said. So here's, here, what I just said is lies here in this parenthesis. Look at this. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the end of that parenthesis. What? Helen by Asius. That's the bottom line. In other words, it's Gili and Helam. That was the, the key. Kalim are Helam and Gvul. And and Eir is Gili and uh, and has a taste of beyond Gvul. Even the Eir Gvul. That's really the, the bottom line. Because it's still Eir. At the end of the day, it's Eir. But it goes back and forth, back and forth. That's, it has to go back and forth. That's how an interface works. This is a dynamic interface. It's not static. So it's constantly... The beautiful thing is at the end is that when the Eir and Keli finally understand each other, I'm talking about in Deir B'tachtenim, 
and they really can relate to each other, and they can retrace the steps, they can experience how it's even going to be an atmos, how it was rooted there. But they can't get there without first relating to it on their terms. Huh? How does that happen? Because, look, we are an existence that's defined. As soon as you're defined, Aaron and Kaylee are not the same reality. But if they joined forces, if Neshama and Guf come together, and they both fulfill the, the purpose, Aaron does what he was told to do, and Kaylee does, so that's what loss of love, even say, when we'll steal godliness, and you've ultimately experienced Kulam Yedi Esi, Atzmus, you can relate to how these two were rooted in Atmos before they took on these two different identities. In other words, you could experience the undefined, but you can only experience once the defined realities combine to each other. The bottom line, Eir and Kelly meeting and joining together is ultimately the Kayacha Atmos. So, but you can't relate to that until you do it on a defined level, then you can relate to the undefined. Because there's, there's no way to jump that. No, you can't jump the gun. I know, I, I tried many times. <laughs> When you're learning this the first time, you want to say, why don't you just go straight to Atmos? Yeah, it would be nice, but the bottom line is, first of all, and second of all, you have to have a that's the bottom line. You don't get Yetzirah going along, and Yetzirah is not interested in undefined things. It's a very defined, likes defined taivas, defined realities. So number one is, we have as a reality, we have to contend with existence. And secondly, even from a godly perspective, you can't get to the teacher's mind until you go through as a student. That's it. You can't be a teacher before you're a student. There's no two ways around that. That's the kavana. That's the whole purpose of Dirbatem. That's what God wanted. If he, if it was OA, it was an atmosphere, he wouldn't have done this whole what do we need all these troubles for? You know, just Okay. Good. Let's continue on. You don't say Atmus Nasiyesh, you say Alakus Nasiyesh. You know, the only place you say Atmus Naguf is a certain place where the Rebbe said appears Hergish. Uh, but you say Alakus Nasiyesh, it essentially means like Atzil is becoming a Yesh. Meaning a Yesh, meaning that it takes on. A Nisham is not just pure air. Because a Nisham can come down in the body, and even though it senses its source, the fact is every morning we have to be told, we have to say Maidani. How is an Neshama not naturally? An air would never tolerate. An air could never be that way. An Neshama could live in a body and be hijacked. And that, that means an Neshama has to have in it some type of atzmizdika power. That's what really what it comes down to. I'm just explaining more about what Neshama Nasiyash. Okay, so let's go to the top of page Memches. And he's just following, he's continuing after the parentheses. So let me just review exactly. So we're learning inside. Valpia Nal Yuvan. According to the above, we understand the manifestation of energy in containers. Why? Because the bottom line comes like this. Even though an energy in a container are fundamentally distant from one another, like the distance of a soul and a body, I'm just saying it in English, I'm summing it up. And even though the air on its own is ultimately, in essence, united with all the other energies, nevertheless, the air, because it has in it, even in its root, some form, some esospherus. Therefore, after the tzimtzum, which reveals that one single sphere, that's why that air can enter into a container. So to speak, had the air not had in its root somewhere, some sphere, you would not as clearly understand how air goes into Caleb. At least, I mean, at least in this profound fashion. 
So then he continues. I'm, I'm reading from the fourth line from the bottom. We read it already, but I just want to... So now he's asking. And even though the Tzimtzum is Derech Miut, in other words, what are you saying? The Tzimtzum at the end of the day is only diminishing the air. So, you know, I mean, he's not really asking because he's just really summing up, but, but still it's in a form of a question. So if it's only diminishing the air, so we're not talking here about Eir HaGvul, it's only a diminishing. And the parenthesis he has that even the Siluk is not complete. It's not really Shachus, the air, because the air is still ultimately connected to its source. And let's continue now after the parentheses. Not like the Kalim. So the air is now, so he's in the middle of a question now. Hagam, that it's only Miut, now he's adding something he didn't say in any previous chapters. And whenever you say Gilead Helam, when something is revealing something that is concealed, not Yeshmai, not Nu, the Gilead, the revelation, is similar, Me'ain, of what is concealed. That's the difference between Chidush and Gilead Helam. Chidush means that what is, what is happening now has no similarity to what happened a step before. Like I said, Kalim are Yeshma'ayin in that sense, because there's no similarity between them and and and, um, and the source. That's the whole point, that they should have their so-called unique identity. It is similar to the Helam. And just like the concealed state is Pshittas, we said, right, what is Esosphere Sagnusis in the root of the ten spheres? They're Pshittas. Not, not, not relative Pshittas, they're totally formless. They're all within the vision. So you have to say the gili also is also. Meaning the essence spheres that come out of those ten hidden spheres are also in a form of formlessness. And he's still, he's still continuing with the question. And, and, and now that's the of the truth. The ten spheres of the energies are compared to the ten the spheres in the containers are in a formlessness. So commission is like we discussed in earlier chapter fourteen. So we have our so called question. So then what are you saying? So what 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 is going on here? Since it's like Pshittas, so nevertheless, nevertheless, despite that it's only diminished and it's only Gilea Helen, and the Gilea is Meina Helen. Nevertheless, because in the root and the source there are ten spheres, the ime yeshem chinis pshitus mitzad advekus mitzad eskalshulam bein ensof baruchu commissioners baruleil pedachafalif. So because they're in the root and the source, there are ten spheres. So even though they are formless because of their connection and being bound and they're enco- being encompassed in the infinite light, as we discussed earlier, chapter 21, nevertheless, at the end of the day, they are ten spheres. Now remember, ten spheres as it arose in God's will, meaning a vision of ten. And okay, so before the symptom, they're esospheres, but they but they but they're not uh, visible and they're not distinguishable. They're not recognizable because they're all encompassed in the unity of the other spheres and the bleakvul of the iragvul. And when they once they are transmitted through the symptom, then in individual specific spheres, that's when they each air becomes a spe- each energy becomes a specific 
Nikeris, recognizable, distinguishable, distinct, distinct Metzias al Kaponim. Yeah. Right, right. Al Kaponim, something. And And then they become also proportionate to be able to manifest within the containers. Clear? Okay. Yeah. Bottom line is it's back and forth. There's no there's no two ways around. There's two things going on. It's, it's, it's the question is it's not a question black white question and answer. It's basically saying there's two things. On one hand, basically, it's it's bechinus mute. It's only diminishing. It's only gili helam. The gili is me'ena helam. So this has some has similarities, but it also has ten spheres in some form or fashion. Well, the common then he says, well, the common in the parentheses, the common pedic. Kuftezayin, 116. He'll explain another reason how the air manifests in the containers. And these two are interdependent. Hmm? I looked. Yeah. Okay. I have, have to elaborate. When we learn that, we'll deal with it. Uh, the bottom line is another reason that it's connected, and it says it's, intercon- it's interdependent with whatever he's saying here. But what's relevant here is that the, that the energy, in other words, um, here the bottom line is that the energy has in it some esospheres. And that's, then you say, al-pihanal. The energy having esospheres is the whole discussion of all these chapters. So that all that is coming to explain how, the, how Aedas get into Kalim, essentially. Extremely eloquent. What can I say? It's like it's like like a, like like a yeah, because it's like all about like a hand inside the glove. How does the hand get inside the glove if the hand does not have in its root some type of fingers, basically? So it comes down. Yeah. Outline like a glove. Yeah, yeah. Because in other words, if it's a piece of material that doesn't have so-called shape of fingers, it's actually a good example. If it doesn't have the shape of fingers, it won't be a glove. Won't be a hand inside. Won't be tailored to each other. So it has to have it has it there, but it's in a state that it's still actually there's the opposite. The, the glove is the keli, and the hand is the air. So maybe it's not such a good example. Okay, <laughs> but the idea. Okay. Now he continues on. By day he slaps by keli by keli, and this is the final. This is the final so-called makavapatish. And through manifesting in the containers, so who begins islapshus vitvisa? It's both islapshus. It dresses up and it is, we said, confined. I'll explain those two words in a minute. Nasa er begins mitzias davar. The energy becomes a mitzias davar. Ah, so now the energy before was not a mitzias davar. First, it was not a mitzias nikeres. It wasn't even recognized. Uh-huh. A mitzias davar becomes a substance. It has sub, sub, becomes substantial. Mitzis Dover is just a word that's similar. I don't know if I can see Mitzis Dover is a little more than Mitzis. Mitzis Dover means more specific. It's a, sp- it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. So he's adding more now. In other words, there's, there's several steps here. And that's what he's going to begin discussing now. Three steps. So what we have now is like this. There's the energy, the way it's in the, in the, in the, in the ten hidden spheres before the tzimtzum. There's just the vision of 
there it's all united. There's no mitzvah, there's no distinguishable entity. There's the air after the tzimtzum, now it's become distinguishable. So it's the base from the word baruch, let's say, or the specific idea from a large idea, from the whole idea, whole concept. And then that prepares it to enter a keli. Like he says, that prepares it. It should manifest in the keli. And when it does manifest in the keli, the keli adds something new now. That it becomes kefimuhusa keli. It turns, it turns the energy into a much more defined reality. Bottom line, love. The act of love is Eda Chesed Beklea Chesed. But how is that possible? Because Eda Chesed had already Chesed within it in a more abstract way beforehand, all the way to its source. And then it actually takes on that shape and form as it enters into the container. So though, you know, so so the container is, we're not talking, the energy, as we said, is not colorless and the containers are tinted. The energy also has a tint. But let's put it this way, the, the, the container has a much stronger tint. So, so now, so because the energy is still some, something like white light, and then white light you know, through a prism, you see the different colors. So the white light is like the energy, the energy, but, but the white light has the colors within it before, as we know. But I have proof is that when you put in a prism and you bend the light, it shows colors. That's maybe another good example. I have to look in scientific whether it's exact, but it's a very good example actually. White light has colors, a rainbow. All you need to do is bend it. You don't need to be mechadish anything in it. It's not like, it's not tinted glasses. It's not tinted glasses. The prism just bends it. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, that's very interesting. That would be a very good example. No, that's a, that would be like sunglasses. That would be different. Then you take light and you just shine it through a red uh, f- uh, f- uh, filter or a red uh, screen. That's not what, no, no, no. Prism bends it. Like a rainbow. A rainbow is the angle. Of the sun, etc., etc., with the clouds, etc. So you see it like that. Akashti nasan nasati ba'ana. Yeah, that's actually a very good example. How colors come from white. Exodus talks about white as being love, uh, govern hapashut. What hapashut? Color, the 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 Govern the color. It's a formless color. We're not talking about love. We're not talking about uh, when you dye something white. There's a color that's a color white. But then there's white as being the, pure, the, pure, the, the, the essence of all colors. It's actually a very good example. I, the, the example I'm sure is used. I think the Pardis, the Pardis doesn't use, he uses the kalim, the air, the, the water. Okay. See, this is an example. If we can find other parallels in science for this, it would be tremendous. Both ways. It would illuminate the science, and the science can help us understand. Well, you've got to tell me what that is. I don't know. <laughs> I know what a chemical bond is. You mean to say, like, you know, uh, an alloy? No. Oh. I'm not, I don't have a super grasp on chemistry, but I know that when there's certain certain elements that are attracted to others, that when they're missing a certain molecule, they're attracted to another one because, I guess, they're missing one. They have a, a need. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that, 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 that works exactly. I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That may be possible. It might require a little bit more understanding of how that, 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 that attraction works. Yeah. But you see, the, the thing with the, the rainbow, the prism works well because it's actually air and keli. It's, it, it actually is an air and keli. You can also see the makeup of the white light by refracting it through something. So the prism, you see the... See, the, psychological, psychologically speaking, this talks about keli mamam shecher. Like, for example, if you exercise your hand, it gets stronger. 
So it draws more energy from the soul into the, the muscle when the muscle is developed. If the muscle uh, atrophy, then you know if the muscle weakens. God forbid, the less energy. So psychologically, this is very true as well. When you train somebody and refine their tools, that you can you can draw energy. And I always explain it like this. Um, example in school, you always have these shy children. And if and if it's a someone that's not trained, or even someone is trained, but they're not so smart, they think sometimes shyness is confused with stupid. You know, person never child never speaks, never answers. She so thinks the child doesn't have any seichel. The lady discovered that some of the shy children are the smartest of all. They just have not developed for whatever reason their skill to speak or their or their not courage or whatever it may be. So you have the Aidas Agvaldik, but the Kalim are not. You know, like that. Then you have people who Kalim are very strong and they worked hard, they express themselves, and you think they're smart, and they could be. Because they've drawn it like that. But the but their aid is not necessarily so intense. So there's a lot of implications of this whole uh, thing when Air and Kaylee meet, how the Kaylee draws out more of the Air and reveals things the Air would not reveal on its own if the Kaylee was not developed. You see, you could really develop uh, even educational tools. Like, you know, like for example, what would you do? A simple example, what's the intervention with a shy child? So one of the ways to be used to is, is privately, because the child, in a room the child may not be able to feel comfortable. One-on-one, you see, and you elicit, you challenge, you you know, you find, you find ways and you bring out something from the child. So it's a way of like how Aaron and Kaylee meet, how Aaron and Kaylee interact, and then there's also another way around. You have also people who are great and they're so intense, they're embarrassed even to express themselves. They think if they start talking, they'll just sound crazy or something. There's a lot of ways you can do that, you can, um, a lot of applications. Okay, very nice. So now begins a new section. So he's going to sum up now that from all of this, we discover there are three levels in air. The air in the air after the symptom, before it manifests in the kalim of Atsilas, and the air in the kalim of Atsilas. That's what's going to happen now. I think this is going to be relatively a little, a little easier. You know, when you climb Mount Everest, there are points where you can like... Uh, like you're going to rest a little you know not tall steep climb <laughs> I would say what, what we learned till now was more like Ischatris and now it's a little Gilead Helen you know there's like a more of a trust me it's not going to be simple but it's not going to be I think as difficult Uh, expression or whatever it may be it always comes down to that we believe it's called Hasidic psychology that the soul has what it takes the soul has the power to do anything you also no challenge that we're not given faculties and abilities to deal with the problem is they're lying dormant they're locked inside how do you get them from there to here when you also include the person has fear had habit 
has all kinds of stuff that is not letting it emerge. You know, so the ultimate challenge is how do you get an air to, into a keli? So this is exactly no, but this but the application understanding first of all understanding the three levels, and secondly understanding then identifying where the problem is. Is the problem in level one, level two, or level three? Exists in everything. What do you think these three levels are on, 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 on the moon? Everything is every. Everything is within us. Don't remember that. Yeah, that's the first thing you have to know. Everything is 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 within us. Obviously, when you talk the elements, you're talking about everything in the general existence. But the existence is within us. Remember, he keeps talking. Remember, remember, he said a few chapters back. Exactly what he said before, for example, he said before, that just like it is Lamaila, same thing as Lamata in the Adam. Where was it? Remember that lotion? Was it this chapter or it was later? I can't confuse already. Um, well, that's for sure. But everything is comes down to is Atsilis is Adam Elion. And we are creating the image of the divine. So all this is within Everything and everything has above all everything has applications in our lives. There's no such thing as learning something that's just a theory. This is not mathematics. This is applications. This isn't theoretical stuff. This is pa- so the three is very important because recognizing, for example, that a person has kechis atzmim in your nefesh, you have powerful abilities. Is critical to know that. The next step to know is that it's. That, that it's not somewhere, it's not somewhere in heaven. Even in its source, it has some shape and form. So there's a way to... And then the question is, how do you how do you bring it out? And how do you get it into Kalim? This is revolutionary stuff. Good, good morning. Why do you think we're sitting here 8.30 in the morning, every morning, and learning this? This is not Kabbalah Salem. No, they don't. If this is turned into models... It's absolutely a real model. This can change people's lives. The problem is most of us learn it to think it's just like the Mount Everest, exactly. It's some abstract theories. This has applications. Look, the truth of Rebbe Rashab is spelling it out a lot more than anyone has ever spelled it out. But still, there's one step that we have to do, which is apply it to our lives. Right. You know? So that's the whole, that's the whole point. That for, for that? Yeah. That... That's what we're doing here. What, what, <laughs> He doesn't always apply. Look, I'm applying it a little so more. You keep coming and don't ask questions, and you'll see you'll, it'll start penetrating. No, 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 God forbid. I didn't mean that. Ask questions by all means. It's funny because I, I realize in my own experience that usually when I put off asking my question, I usually get answered. Like, but it's fine. Here, it's, it, 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 it's good because uh, it's we all have moments of epiphany. You will have epiphanies. So you just had an epiphany, which is great. And, uh... Huh? Uh, how do you say it? Like a hafta? No, no more, like, you know, like, like you hear? Like a, like a change in your whole, like something that suddenly opens your eyes, but forever. How do you call it in Hebrew? There is a word, it's more than just uh, gili. No, there's a word, there's a word. Uh, uh, I say, Hafa'a is just a, is just a, move that, is a happening. Um, hafta'a, hafta'a, what's the word Hafta'a mean? Surprise. surprise. Oh, that's a surprise. It's for sure a word for it. Okay.
Yeah, so all so the, I was just saying app- application wise, I want to see learn it inside, but I'm thinking discovering how it is in the essence, then coming out of there. Yeah. All three steps can be worked on an individual. For sure. Discovering how it is within you. I, I, no, no, I will, I will, but not right now. I'm just saying briefly, it's, it's discovering, first of all, recognizing that it's, all, it's within you, confident in that. Two, knowing what to do to so-called make it emerge. And three, knowing how to apply it through Caitlin. That's the three things. Absolutely doable. No, of course. I, 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 no, and I, I, I use this all the time in speaking with people, in counseling people, I'm not, but you know, the question is how to turn it into an algorithm. Huh. Right. So the goal here is to turn this into algorithm, you hear? Into a formula. I, and there's a lot to be said on this. Essentially, it, it does come down to, and I'm thinking practically last time, I, you know, when I, counseling people and so on, you definitely, firstly, you want to teach them to have confidence in that essence of themselves, that they have the ability. Then, so then it's a training of how to express that ability and then how to do something with it. Is that first step in a general way? Or is it on specific, focusing on specific strengths or talents? The interesting thing, I must say... It has application. In Hebrew, epiphany is Or Okay, Fat, I know, yeah, yeah. Um, I knew it was a Fat something. Um, yeah, yeah. I understand. But the word I was going to say was, the interesting thing, psychologically speaking... It may be very fascinating that it probably going from the bottom up may work best. If you go through the Kalim, for example, let's say writing. Um, no one knows they have a writing skill until they test it. Usually it happens by accident. Okay, I remember the first time I ever wrote something. I mean, I wrote in school. My father was a writer, so potentially I could be a writer, you know. And then I wrote a few compositions. They said it was not bad. But I remember I was in camp, and the guy was supposed to write a color war song got sick or something, he couldn't do it. So someone said, yeah, 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 you're a writer. I said, I'm not a writer. What are you talking about? And if someone decided, and they put me, put me, and I sat under a tree in a Detroit camp, and I wrote a song with a niggin, the mitzvah, it was about prayer, actually. Our, our team was Benadim Lamokim. So I wrote something about prayer. Yeah, not about the Haskalah, just for the record. That was my first thing. So... Um, and it was not bad. I mean, relatively, you know, I was a kid, but but I, suddenly I saw, you know, it came, it, 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 you know, I figured it out, and I saw words and stuff like that. What I'm trying to say is, if you were training somebody, sometimes you wouldn't begin necessarily from the etzim anefesh; you'd begin from the kalim, like exercises that make a person feel confident that they can do it. And if you can do a little, you can do more. It's like it's like learning how to swim. The first time you do this, you do a little, you do more and more and more. As you build confidence, you see, confidence is critical. Not just skill, because you could have skill and no confidence. You could have confidence and no skill, which is another pash. Uh, but skill is skill. Confidence is necessary to keep bringing the energy from the source, because the skill is more or less like you you know the method, but to constantly create creativity comes from energy, not from kalim. Uh, you know, but, the, but so it's really a combination of how to develop con- uh, skills. And at the same time, draw energy. And it's a back and forth thing. And you need to, those, these three levels, yeah, can be turned definitely into an algorithm, into a formula. Algorithm, you know what that is? An algorithm. How do you translate that? Algorithm. Oh, really? It's a great word, but it's a new word. But this definitely can be turned into algorithm.
I mean, the fact that the Rebbe Rashab now is going, and besides the fact that he wrote all this in such elaborate detail, you know, I was thinking about it. You learn a single mime from the Rebbe Rashab is also mind blowing. Single mime from the Alter Rebbe. So what is the you talk about Eid Al Kulana? So when you have a bunch of mime that are one flaw of an Indian, what is really the addition? So there's, as he said himself, it's addition of Eid Al Kulana. You get something that is more than the sum of the parts. But I think what also you get an addition, you can make applications from that. In the Maimodim, what you get is a real taste of Elokus, of the divine. You get a real, you know, what godliness is like. It, it, it refines you. And, and you learn many Maimodim, obviously it has that impact. Here, this is actually algorithms, because he doesn't stop now. He's going to go now into the whole discussion of what we just learned, it means results in three levels of air. That you don't find in Maimodim. You find it once in a while, but very seldom. Here, he has so-called this, he has like the canvas to do it because he knows he's going, you know, there's no limit. The Rebbe Rashab, when he was writing this, he knew there's no stop. He's not, he doesn't have to end after 10 pages. So you think of the Rebbe speaking and knowing that he never has to stop speaking. You know, if I bring it, ultimately, people would not be able to handle it. Um, so the fact here is, I am based, he wrote knowing that he can write and write and write and explain it in the fullest detail. So, I find that fascinating, and I find also the tzrichese, you know, tzrichese, to know what each piece adds. Why, why does he have to add more? Why, why don't we have enough here? And it doesn't end. This was just on page 48 out of 1,500 pages. And that's also not the end. We wait for Mashiach time for the conclusion of the symphony. But So let's go here. Now, in general, there are three levels in energies. In this chapter, he's only going to explain... The first set, first two. The next chapter he's going to speak the third one. So he starts like this. Madrega Aleph. First of all, it's much easier. As soon as he says it's three levels, it's already, you know, digestible. Because <laughs> till now, I don't know if there's one level or a million levels or which level is which level. That's what I'm saying. This feels a little more uh, containable. It would be, I remember Sikhs that ever spoke like deep Sikhs, and then I always was hoping that, that he would conclude in like a summary. Sometimes the Rebbe did, sometimes when he did it was like a relief. Like he'd say, Pamela, now, basically we discussed now four different explanations. I said, that would be like, you know, changes everything. Instead of us having to figure out there were four explanations, the Rebbe would say there were four explanations. We once asked the Rebbe a question, actually, and we asked him, Pshat, is it like this or like that? And the Rebbe wrote, Oi, <laughs> that was the opposite. That was like Shmaivaftai. <laughs> we asked Pshat, so the Rebbe wrote maybe three, four. <laughs> he didn't write what they were. So, so the rest of our figuring out was figuring out what the others were. So, okay, we know there's many different interpretations. Madrega, so there's three levels in Eris. Madrega, Allah, Feina, Eris, Kameshen, Klulim, Beirin, Se, Borachulifni, the first level are the energies, the way they are. See, here's why I use energies. It, lights would not sound as good. Lights, what does lights mean? Understand the lights of the of the spheres. So the energy, the way they are encompassed in the infinite divine light. Blessed be He. Lifnei Tzimtzum before the Tzimtzum. And what is it? And just in case anyone's wondering, These are the ten hidden spheres in the emanator. Matzilan, because we're talking about Atzilus, so Matzilan is emanation, not creation. Shalzeh Omar, Antuchad Chad Veleib He is one, 
Oh, no, you are one. Ant is you or he? Ant, you. You you are one. But not as in the number one. And not in uh, not, not as a, uh, not in a, what would you say? Not as an equation, not as a count, not as a number. Not as a, not in cheshbon. Sequence, yeah. In other words, it's not chad, and then there's two, three. It's not one echad, sheni, shlishi. Chad v'leib b'chushbun. It's one, not as opposed to two. It's one as an f- essential oneness. Well, Pirush? Cheshbun is something like, say, like a check when you go and get a meal. It's like uh, adding up a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the chushbun is also, cheshbun is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. V'leib b'chushbun means not, not in a, not as in a, an accounting way, not in a countable way. And there are no parts, so it's just like one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's saying now, the Pirish Chad who, the meaning of Chad, he's explaining how the Esosphere exists now in this so-called amorphous state. It's really explaining what he said earlier. If you remember, he said, Hisachdus, Hisarvus, Hiskalus, basically all those words. The Pirish Chad who, B'chinis Yochid Be'etzem. There we go. It's oneness, fundamental oneness, or fundamental onlyness. Onlyness was really Yochid. Not just oneness, Yochid. Yochid is Einzikait, not Eins. Echod is Eins. Echod is Einer. Yochid is Einzikait. One is uniqueness even. Yochid, I'm looking for the right word. Yochid be'etzam. Fundamentally distinct, fundamentally unique, fundamentally one. One as meaning nothing like it. Instead of one as opposed to one of three or one of four. Shem yuchodim mamish be'erin soibor... The spheres there in this level, Antuchad, Lebuchhusban, Am Yuchadim are completely united, Mam, literally there, but Ereinsof in the infinite light. So one, it's united into the infinite light as one, and the spheres there too are Tachlasayyhud. Ultimate ultimate oneness. What that means is there's no room for anything else. That's the bottom line. The Agdus and Atsilus which I'm sure I'll explain later, is not that way. The Achdus and Atzilus, there is room for other things, because Atzilus is going to ultimately create the world of Bria, Yitzir Asiya. Atzilus, Eris, will leave room for Kalim. There's, there are things happening there. It's Alakus, but it's Alakus within structure. Here, in Lifnet Simpson, it's Alakus beyond structure. So even the structure has no structure, basically. Even the Esospheres are in that state of lack of, of beyond structure, transcendent. Utter transcendence. That's the word I would use if I explain it. It's not the translation, but it's definitely the meaning. Utter transcendence. Transcendence meaning transcending any type of shape, form, identity. Marshall Kashman would be, it's, it's part of the mind. So yeah, like the vision, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's part of the mind, huh? Yeah. But he did say two things here. Shem Yechodim Amish, and the Esospheres themselves are betachlis ha-yechud. Well, the Eil Perechov Dalet, in a parenthesis now. This is a, not a long parenthesis. Well, Eil, and earlier in chapter 24, in his boy, we explained earlier that which is this level, where it arose in his will, that's the level of the ten hidden spheres. There, it's it's like names in the plural. Many names. It's talking about the names of God. What did it say, Let me just remind myself. One second, let me just see. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
the second explanation there, he, there he was asking, if you remember, how do you explain the muscle of Isis according to the Shita that he's explaining here? So the second explanation that it was the names. Shoshi, it was the, the second was the Shemus. The Hoyu Vad, he said, was Edensef Kedem Aleisarotson. There, there's only one name. But in Aleisarotson, you already have names. He was trying to explain there how can you say that there is um, um, the Moshe of the Gzaisis. The Moshe was Bayes of Baruch. Aces are Kalim. So we're talking about how is, how is there Aces and Eris. So once the answer was Chutzenius Eris, the second answer was Shemus, the Shemus within the Eris. That was the explanation there. Then he went on to the second example. So basically he's just referring, because he now said it's all Yachud and Miyuchud, so he said Shemus Lashanab. So you have a question here on the table. He just said it's all united. Now he's, and before he said it's many names. I'm not sure what he's answering. I'm not sure what he's saying here. This is in the levels of Eretz of Lifnei Atzimtzum. Fine. And delve into what it says in Shari Yichud Mitlareb, Chapter Eleven, being Yochid Echad VeKadmin. In the union of Yochid Echad and Kadmin, three expressions: Yochid. As I just said, is absolute oneness. Echad is one. Vekadma meaning. He does explains. Okay. The yachid is the essence of the air. In other words, higher than Alei Sarotzin. That would be higher than the essence of the Zagnosis. That's the level of the essence of the energy that is not yet revealed. The echad, the second level, who agili bchinis klaus or bchinis pshitas. Echad is, is already a gili. There is a revelation, but it's general. And it's formless. It's still not. Right, it looks like not. And Kadman is already, in other words, Kadman is the imagining, the envisioning, the ability. He's uh, estimating the power. Meaning he's... It's a different explanation. Well, let, let me finish. Let's see. Let's see. One second. Let's finish. Let's finish. Let's finish. The echad, the kadmin, zeo kedem alei saratzin, the bechinus alei saratzin. Okay. So echad and kadmin, according to the Shari Yichud. He's, he's quoting from Shari Yichud right now. He's not reconciling it right now with what he says here. He's just quoting from Shari Yichud. So yachid is even higher. Yachid is like etzem ha'er. It's even higher than kedem alei saratzin. There it's... Echad is kedem alei saratzin, meaning... The general and formless, and aleisarotz. As the Shul Sagnus is that's kadmin. The echad comes out kedem aleisarotz and bchinus aleisam. I mashal kosliel perik tazayin. Look at what we discussed earlier, chapter sixteen. The komeshal kosu b'mokem achar. Aval gabe edish in his galu achar atzimtzum, but compared to the energy that revealed after the tzimtzum, he nishoshe edish. Now the root of the energy shuzel bchinus ashoda anal komeshal is baraleil perik of zayin. The root of the energy, which is the third level that he just said, is yeah, like we discussed earlier, chapter twenty-seven, the envisioning. 
which are still encompassed in the essence that are not yet revealed. Okay, it's uh, that's the level of yachid that is on this we say antuchad that you are one and not in any chuzman. What he says in the second half of the parentheses, I get clearly. I'm, I'm not sure about the shameless. Let's go back. Let's first say this. What he's basically saying, he's answering a question. Or you want to reconcile. But Proteus, in detail, if you're talking Lifnei Tzimtzum itself, there's Yochid, Echel, and Kadin. But compared to after the Tzimtzum, the whole thing is Yochid. That's essentially what he's saying. Not, not the, it's again, microcosm, macrocosm. So Lifnei Tzimtzum, Yochid would be in if in, not in, in itself, you have three levels. You have the three levels. Number one is how it's in the essence. There's no gilu at all. That would be essentially how the oira kol usually. That's what usually to say. The way it's all encompassed within the source. Within, remember, everything is within the source before the. Let me let me let me let me say. It. We use the example the vision of God and God. Before the tzimtzum is the vision of God of what is going to come, but not even the vision of the piece of art is the vision of the vision, so to speak. So Atsilus, real Atsilus, the world of Atsilus, Pratis, is the vision of existence in a structure. There's an actual structure. Before the Tzimtzum, nothing, there's, no, there's no, not even a structure. It's all envisioned by God. So there's how all this is not even in a vision yet. It's completely no gili at all. That's Yachit. There's how it becomes, something is revealed, but it's in a very general, he says, and formless way. That's Kedem Alei Sarotzen. That's the state of Svidus Blikvul, Svidus Saint Ketz, infinite possibilities and so on, based on what he said earlier. Well, he doesn't say that here. Here he just says it's Kolos and Pshittis. And then comes the third level where he's Mashiach, he says, I want the vision of the structure that is going to become a structure later. And that's Alei Sarotzen. That's where Hashara Bekeach, Malchus Dein Seif, you want to call it. And that's Kadmin. But compared to the energy, after the tzimtzum, all three are a getter of yachid because they're all, they're all in a state. They're all. Says the gabei eres lift that tzimtzum. The gabei eres shenitzal achad tzimtzum shoshe eres is also in a level of yachid. Okay, the problem I'm having was was the first line. Okay, that's probably the same thing. It's shameless. Ah, that's it. That's the answer. What we said earlier that before the tzimtzum. There's many names compared to the higher levels before the Tzimtzum. Alei Sarotzen is Shemus. is Kadman compared to Echad and Yachid. Shemus Loshanabim, yeah. But compared to after the Tzimtzum, it's Antuchad. That, 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 that's what he's saying here. Okay, I didn't get the Chetchila. In other words, he began with asking the question, so to speak. Shemus Loshanabim, he said before that, before the Tzimtzum. So then he began answering by explaining the Shayichud. The Shayichud is telling us there's three levels. And that three levels, the Shemus is the third level Kadman. Shemus names is the same level as Kadman. And compared to after the Tzimtzum, all this is like one name, like one Yachid. That's basically what well, he's essentially saying in this parenthesis that it's a relative, there's a relative, there's the three levels before the Tzimtzum itself. As I said, what's harder to understand is how there are levels there. There's actually a letter from the Rebbe, Chelik Yud, Lukotesichus, that is a very fascinating letter. And the Rebbe does not answer. He leaves this question in, in place. You want to give me the chilikut here? And I'll, I'll show you. Because it may be relevant here. And just in case we're into the... Thank you. So the Rebbe has like this. There's a, there's a question. Someone asked the Rebbe this question. 
My mistake, Chelik Tazbov. I knew it was a precious thing. So what happens? Okay. The years roll on. Okay, here we go. Right here. So someone asked the Rebbe this question. Eich Shayich Leimer, but Eish Lifni at Simpson. This is page 473 in volume 15. Eich Shayich Leimer, but Eish Lifni at Simpson. Sheyesh Boi Chiluki Madreges. Vari Nemer Shau Eir Poshet Shove Bashvo Achas. I want to read. Why not? Because I think it's relevant here. So the basic question is, how could you say that the energy before the tzimtzum, there are difference of levels? Eitz Chaim clearly says, Eir Poshet, it's all one. Now actually he has this question specifically in Ayin Beis. And his answer was, I'm just saying Ayin Beis's answer earlier was that, that it is Pshitas there. It's only, in the, it's only a vision within the mind. It's not like, when you say Helam, it's not like the ten hidden spheres are hidden behind a wall and you open the wall, you see spheres. It's fundamentally hidden. They're not in a state of any of any any tangible substance. The Rebbe's answer, which I think is very similar to what he says here in Ayin Beis, he says, "Mina, this uh, by the way, this letter was written to the Rebbe before this before the Rebbe's this uh, is Tavshin Tes, Yud Chesteves Tavshin Tes. Generally, before the Rebbe became Rebbe, he wrote more, you know, more, um, more I guess more revealed, like a Chassid would write more than the Rebbe would write. But this is the Rebbe's answer." What it says on that air before the tzimtzum that it's poshet, meaning seamless or formless. It means relative to say the to the structure. Like he's not literally what he says here. Not only relative to the worlds, even relative to the things that are more more sublime, like which means not actual before, past, present, and future, Zman Amokim, but even Kedim meaning Kedim uh, and and Siba Masuvi usually refer to how Zman Amokim are in spiritual worlds. So, so, so even relative to that, where there's, let's say, Chochma comes before Bina. So it's not in time, it's in concept. Even relative to that, um, you can, the, 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 the air is, is Pashat. Because all these levels, the worlds and the Gedim all came through the Tzimtzum. But nevertheless, you can't say that it's absolute uh, formless. And you have to say this, because ultimate Pshitus, ultimate formlessness, is only the is, is only the divine unity that's completely Pashat. Which means you can't even say two things. Anything that exists except God, has at least two things. Underlined. The thing and what put it there. Like the air hanal, the air of the tzimtzum. There's the air and there's the the power of the the, the source, which is the same thing as the is being connected to the source. So right there you have Eir and Moir. So basically the Rebbe proved this. Now listen to this. And there's several examples to explain something that is 
seamless compared relative relative seamlessness, relative formlessness. After humurkov even though compared to higher, it's murkov, meaning it's made of two things. So this is examples of relative uh, formlessness. I give you example. Like the four elements that are formless compared to the rest of the creatures. But they're shaped compared to the chemer yuli, which is the like the fifth element, which is, doesn't even have earth, wind, fire, and um, and water. And he brings the Rambam. He brings some sources. Another example. The soul as it manifests in the body, that compared to the body, the soul is formless. But it's made up of parts compared to the essence of the soul. Because we know it separates to nefesh, ruach, and neshama, chai, yechid, v'oid. Interesting, right? And then the Rebbe continues, and in general and deeper, or general and in depth, from the perspective of the Creator, everything is, is formless. Because everything only is, is everything is, but there's nothing but Him. Without any difference, no difference if it's the highest to the highest, at no end, and lowest, lowest to no, to no purpose. And from the perspective of Giluim, everything is made up of something, of two things, Ukanal. Then the Rebbe gives a Dugman Aveda. I think I should read it. I think it's for the record, it's good. Dugmasan Baveda. What's an example in Aveda? Aveda, I, I mentioned before the Aveda with mitzvahs. Now I realize I must have taken this from here. Baveda Amitis, in real Aveda, true Aveda, true service of God. Hainu Evid Pashut. What is the true service? Evid Pashut. Pashut. Simple evit, servant. He doesn't have any independent uh, identity for himself. All, everything about him is formless. Unemphasized klal. And evit, when he's serving God, complete tachos aveda, it makes no difference. Whatever he does, is only about serving God. It has no shape. Whether it's a hechsha mitzvah, which is a preparation for a mitzvah, a mitzvah of Rabbonin, or a mitzvah that I say, it's By him, there's absolutely no difference. Everything by him is the mitzvah, is, is the being of his master. His master wants it. So all that matters to him is that his master wants it. What difference does it make if it's a hechsha mitzvah, whether it's a Rabbonin or a Raisa? That's the Veda of living at Simpson. And the fact that, 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 that by Mitzvah Daraisa, the thing by you're Machmir by a Sophic, when you're doubt. So Mitzvah Daraisa is Machumra. So you see there's a difference. So you see there's a difference. And the Mitzvah or other differences that are similar, it's not that he makes a distinction between the Mitzvah. He uses Krishna as that I see here. The only difference is that the Mitsiya how the master Niris 
is as near as with quote with the uh, with uh, quotation marks. The way the master manifests looks through the through the lens of Krishna. Kachnir is ba'chilik the sveikah the rabbanon the kula b'sveikah the raisa the chumra. Bekrishma, he says Bekrishma. What's he saying here? In other words, even this this difference of chumra and kula. The bottom line is that that um, there's no difference there either. The only difference is because that's how the master wants it. Not sure what he's adding here. He's adding though there are differences, but not that he's mechalik. I'm sorry, not mitzvah. It's not that he's distinguishing between the two mitzvahs. That's saying that a mitzvah daraisa is weaker than a mitzvah daraisa. A mitzvah daraisa is stronger than a mitzvah darabona. It's only that a mitzvah daraisa, that's how it is, expect, is expected, and a mitzvah darabona, that's how it's expected. That's what it sounds like to me. Expressed. Expressed. Nidus, expressed. In other words, this itself, the difference itself between Chumrah and, and, and between Adarais, Sveik Adarais, and Sveik Adarabonim is also part of the, the Master's uh, plan, basically. That's what it looks like. Me'ain dugma betera aniglis, an example, me'ain, me'ain, how do you say me'ain? A, a similar, somewhat of an example in Nigla. La Rambam kolat sivuim rabonim himatera. According to the Rambam, all the commandments of the Rabbonon, of the rabbis, is, is from the Tera. Is like minatera, like the raisa. Ela sherabbonon, the hainu minatera, the shitazu, sivu lechalik beneim. But the rabbonon itself, no, the minatera itself is commanded that the rabbonon that you that that commanded that you should make a difference between them. In other words, be'etzem, it's all there. But the master itself said, make a difference. It's a main dogma. He's basically saying, even when you have to make a difference as the eved, the difference is only because that's what he's telling you to do, but not because it's still. It's the same master. It's not there's a difference in the mitzvahs. It's almost like that, that's his, it's, 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 you just do it. It's not because of your seichel shabazah. You're not saying an arais is more stronger, in other words. Now the Rebbe adds this order. This is what the main thing that I want to say. Ha'orah. Oh, no, sorry. And all the forms of Aveda besides this one, or Lula, not Lula. Uh, Excluding the above, hakol boba hakova. Everything comes with some mixture. Ol cholapachas mishnayim, and minimum two. Mekayim a mitzvah, ma mitzvah, va mitzvah atzma. The one who does the mitzvah and the mitzvah itself. V'yesh lahayre b'cholze im yediyani asher muksha be'ezi inyam anal. That's you could v'yesh lahayre. We could elaborate on this if you let me know that you have any questions in anything that I wrote above. Now, since everything is nitzchi, if you have any questions. You can ask, you know, by the, by the source. But listen to this ha'ara. This is what I wanted mainly. Ha'ara, ain't kama kame levayer ma she ain't a moving lechera. Here's not the place to explain what is seemingly not understood. before the tzimtzum, maho aesach yilukim be'er. What causes there to be differences in the air, in the energy? Kivin she'en sham elohu shmeibulvad. Since there's nothing but him and his name alone. So what causes there to be differences? 
So in other words, the Rebbe answered that there are differences because anything outside of Atmos, there's differences. But the question is, what causes them to be different since it's Pshittus? That's the question. It's a deeper question. Not that there are differences, but what causes them to be different? Because you see, the question is a very deep question. Because if it's Atmos that's causing it, then you have an Atmos, so to speak, too. And you can't have that. He said Atmos doesn't have to. There's Atmos and what he's causing. So that's the big question. Huh? But I'm saying the Rebbe's question is a, the Rebbe wouldn't leave the Rebbe wouldn't have income it came if it was a simple answer. Clearly the question is a very deep question. The question is ultimately yeah, that you, how do you explain the power of Atmos besides Kol Yochel, how do you explain the idea of creating levels in a place where there are no levels? So I'm just telling you what he writes. I'm not trying to explain it. It needs to be discussed. But it's just interesting to know. Okay, so let's continue here. This cha- I must ask which chapter we have to end today. Okay. So, so basically, he finishes the parentheses. So bottom line is, Yochid, compared to after the Tzimtzum, the first level of Eir, he's talking about three levels, is Yochid. Everything there is one. Remember, we're not talking, Lifni at Tzimtzum itself, they're the three levels. Now he's continuing that this level of Yochid. We're talking about Yochid, the general Yochid, the whole level before the Tzimtzum is the level of Yochid, the total, uh, what did I say, absolute oneness. So like it says elsewhere, Ahef has been Echod Yochid. The difference between Echod and Yochid. He just said it in the parentheses about from Yochid, but now he's explaining it here. I would, I would make a guess that the parentheses was added in a later version, based on this. The difference between Echad and Yochid, Echad, who is Sachdus Apratim. One, when you say Shema Yisrael Shem Echad, that's unity of details, of of distinct details. For Hainu Masha Nasa Echad, La'achas Shekvan Nizgalu, for how you Pratim Nivdalim. That means that it became one after it already was revealed, and there were separate details, separate distinct details. Ukashachazim Vinichlod B'Mekedim, when they return and are encompassed in their source. That means that they return and become and, and are reunited. So echad means that it's un, the unity of these details alone. So basically, one echad is the sum of the parts. It's a, it's sum of parts. For example, like 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 for example, when the when the, the extension of movement in the arm. You move your arm to do any type of work, any any function, any activity. And afterwards, when you rest from that work, and the extension of your arm goes back to yourself, in other words, not just physically, probably physically also, but basically you're no longer doing this work. You were, let's say, hammering a nail, or writing, or whatever it is, or lifting something. Now when you rest and your hand goes back to rest, to go back to its essence, nasa b'chinas echad. It becomes, it it becomes, it goes, it nasa becomes one. For huraki sachdus aprat achres shekvan nimshav vayakeir b'fniatzme. That's only the unity of the detail after it was already extended and became a separate faculty. Let me explain what he means. I mean, obviously, it doesn't just mean one. He means when you're when you're not doing anything, you could say a human body, a human being is a one entity. It's a oneness. You don't see a distinction between, let's say, 
using your arms or your legs because you're not using them. Obviously, they have distinct they distinct body parts and they have different functions. But 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 you don't see that now when you actually use your arm for something, you're seeing it manifesting in a particular thing. It's writing, it's lifting, it's reaching, it's holding, whatever it is. Yeah. When you pull it back and you stop it, it goes back so-called to that one state. But what that oneness is not really oneness. It's a oneness that's relative to the to the detail because it's not. So it's, it's back one. In other words, saying that it's one with the rest of your body now instead of it going out. I mean, Pasha, that's what he means. Is there any other way to explain it? Because in other words, echad. Because what's strange here is the echad and the pratim. You know, it would seem an example would be. Yeah. He returns back to source. So that's, but for example, I would think a good example would be what he said earlier. Let's say the base of Baruch. When the base is separate letter to separate letter, when it goes back to Baruch, it's one, but it's only one, but because it's not the sum, it's only the sum of the parts. Okay. Bottom line, I mean, I'm not sure how this example works exactly. Any thoughts, anybody? Extending some kind of limb to do an action, you don't notice any distinct. You don't notice the parts. You just notice the person. Just one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's echad, right? Aval yochid u'shemi yochid be'etzem. Yochid is on, on the other hand is essentially one oneness. She ain't kam There's no detail at all. Like the power of the hand before it moves to do anything. So definitely the, the hand has the power, the arm has the power to do, to, to do this thing. But then in that state, before it's moved, it's, it's united with the essence of the power of the arm, which is not in any way a separate entity, and therefore it's completely united. It's a little different. You see, the first example he's talking, he's talking about after it. Remember the deal that he says about echad is after it goes into details, it goes back to where it began. Whereas before it went into details, it's in the state of yachid. That that's what the example is really. Because remember, if you said by echad, you said before the marshal, the nimshal. Mm-hmm. It's a little more subtle distinction. What he's trying to say is, in other words, there's one is referring to echad is referring to details that return to their source. Yachid is referring to the source before it manifests in detail, so it's just fundamentally one. That would be the way he's explaining it. Is Yochid he's saying, not Echod? I, I don't know. That's what he's saying. Echod, no, Echod is once you do something and then, and then it returns. Okay. I know, it's, 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 I understand, when it returns, you could say it returns to Yochid. That's what he's saying. Okay. That's why I'm saying the Marshall needs explanation. I think what he wants to say, he may say it later, I think he means 
Keiches Hagluyim and Keiches Hanalamim. That may be what he's using. Like the, the Yad before goes out. We're talking about the Yad, so-called the faculty within the soul. To, to, I don't know if he means the hand itself. That's Yochit. And then when the hand is used in this, you're already dealing with the world of detail, protim of the faculty. He doesn't say that, however. But that, that would be, what he, that would work. In other words, then Keiches Ha'atzmim would be even higher, let's say. Maybe he's going to explain. Okay. It's interesting. An example usually makes it easier, right? She says, "Be'etzem kayechayad." She'enim mitzias dover la'atzme. That's the key. It's in the etzem kayechayad, and it's not a mitzias for itself. Once you move your arm, you're already talking in the world where there's a mitzias. So you move it, you move it back, you move it forward. Why is using this example? I'm not sure, but I, listen. I'm tr- we're, we're trying to understand the example, but this is something like that. That there, it's still miyuchid in the, the in, with all the keches. Vechenu biyuchid kol hakeches, kishem miyuchadim beetzem anefesh. See, there it's understood, and the and the same is the yuchid when all the faculties are united fundamentally inside the etzem anefesh. Kedushim is pasheshes beetzem anefesh before they extend, like the Rebbe just said in the letter. Remember, he said. That the nefesh compared to the, the neshama, compared to the body, is pshitus. But compared to the etzema nefesh, so, so where the faculties are all encompassed within the soul, before they extend, there they are yachid. See, the chenu b'yichud kol clearly indicates that before that, he wasn't talking about the yichud kol he was talking. Well, listen. The best way I can explain it is the hand moves out, then it goes back. That's echot. There's the way the power of the hand to do that, where it's not, not yet in existence and it's completely on its own. That's 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 yichud yochid yochid be'etzem. Or you can say following. You can say maybe like this functionality of our of our faculties like the moving the hand so it could either be in a state of uh what's called diverse uh, diver, uh, diversity here you're moving your hand here you're walking here you're lifting whatever multi yeah multi, a, bunch, a bunch of distinct tasks and echod would be when you're resting like you said come shabbos i'm not working it's menuchah from malachah that's, I think, the, 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 I think that is the key, yeah. So what happened now? Let's talk about, we're talking about the state of being of the person now. Let's not talk, the problem was we were talking about the anatomy. It's not the anatomy he's talking about. He's talking about the state of being. So you work all day, you come home and you relax. So your state of what? Your state of yachid or your state of echad? Your state of echad. A lack, basically the absence of malacha. It's the absence of work. So you're now in a state of so-called relative menucha, or relative unity. That's what echad. Yochid would be, it's not relative to your actions. The hand itself is part of the body, it's part of an individual. Not because you're resting after you worked, or you're stopping to work. It's like the second level of Shabbos. Not menuchim and melacha. It's menuchim be'etzim. Yochid be'etzim. And, and of course, and, and then he says even deeper, is the yochid that is on the level of the essence of the neshama before there's faculties altogether. There there's altogether nothing. That's how I would explain it. That's, that's, that's the explanation. And the parenthesis he adds, Hold on, what's this? Yeah. 
Lit Lidic? To kill? No, he's going after to be killed. He's going to be executed. Yeah, yeah. So come on, why suddenly this, of all things? See, he's saying the person is basically there in totality, but the camera, I think. <laughs> they must be referring to something that was happening then. What year is this? Ayan Bay's, 1912. When was the Bayless uh, uh, trial? Maybe that's what he's talking about? Not Dreyfus, Bayless. Because he's referring to something. This is not, not Stam uh, parenthesis. Do so you think that Rebbe Rashad is referring to it? Wow. I know that Rebbe Rashad was involved in the Bayless. Yeah. Mendel Bayless. Like a person who goes out to be executed, because the to, to bring this, why would he bring so? She has a seichel and mitzvah kulin betzman nefesh. No, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why, but why would the Rebbe Rashi bring this parenthesis? Okay, anyway, she this needs to be studied historically. I got to figure out what was going on there. There's no way that this is a Moshe Stamaze, right? He has then also a mind and emotions that are all encompassed in the essence of the soul. In a in a kud, in a point without any expression or extension. So what is that? The level of yachid. But to bring the songs when he executes in the state of yachid. Wow. Okay. Now I know that I understand, but why would that? I'm 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 still. Uh, Surprised that Rebbe Rashab would bring such a case. There must be something must have happened that year. I saw in a Maimon once from the Samach Tzaddik, he refers to something that happened that year, Rosh Hashanah Maimon. That it shouldn't be like last year, you know, like, uh, okay. Okay, so so far, okay, so, okay, so, this is level one. The same thing as Lamaila above, in the hidden spheres, in their uh, emanator, they're encompassed in the essence of the emanator, Bibchinus Yichud. United, they're all united. It's yachid, without any distinct. Before he used the, the, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Before he used the, the, the Yeah. yachid That's the level of antuchad. You are one in an essential unity, not echad but yachid. That's how the essence are before the tzimtzum. And this is also what he adds, not in any cheshbon, in any calculation. Meaning, ah, in other words, why is he adding leib What's antuchan? That's it. Meaning that even though there is, it encompasses within the ten spheres, they're not the number ten. Being that they're completely bottle, completely completely bottled, completely um, nullified, nullified um, and unified in infinite light. And they're also completely united with one another. I keep saying both things. Because if it's bottled, then there's no altogether. But he's, he keeps saying that. He says it a few times. That there's a yuchud because they're mechadim and there's also the look before the parentheses. Okay, it looks like there's like in in the in there there's a little lower level as well. There's the yachid is like because he wants to still give some space for the ten. Okay, so that's the additional labor chushman. That's a beautiful addition because if wouldn't say that, 
We don't. What, you're saying, in other words, it's acknowledging that there's esesfiras, but they're not in any cheshbon. Good. And you cannot say there a calculation, a number, an accounting of ten spheres. The second level in the Eres, who I'm shocked, so he's Galus Eres, I'm sorry, that's the, the transmission and the revelation of the energies after the Tzimtzum. What is that? They are the separation of the reflection from the infinite light of the emanator. For who am and this is their transmission between the spheres pratis. This is their transmission as distinct spheres. Now we're saying they're spheres, but they're blima. They don't yet have substance. They don't yet have shape. Or more than that, they have shape. They don't have they don't care yet. but he says muhus, ma. Meaning they don't have that ma. They don't have yet that they're, they're not really entities yet. What does that mean? He's now speaking about pshitis, relative pshitis. The first one was pshitis betzem. Now he's speaking about why? Because remember, this has been said earlier. He's just yeah. because before they manifest in the containers, they're still formless. We said the three levels, right? Yeah, yeah. The being that the tzimtzum was only a diminishing, as we said, the Right, now he's going to the other side. Because, so the Hainu, that means that they were just revealing the concealed, which was in the root and the source. And since their source is one essential one, and without any calculation, as we said, the Helem, Gile is Meina Helem. Ah, so the energies, as they revealed, because it's not really diminished, they have the, the, the domination. The, the 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 overpowering source. So they have that source that's that's still so-called hovering or compelling them to not have any existence and not be separate yet. But they are already after they're after the symptoms, so they're separate entities. But they're still under the impact of their source. So therefore, they're fundamentally more transcendent. And they're and they're not yet shaped and formed, but it's the second level. Ah, that's the next level. So antuchad v'leibachushben is yachid. Now antuchachachim, you are wise, but not with a knowledge, not with a conscious wisdom, and not with a knowing, not with the knowing, not with our type of wisdom, not with chachmiyadia, with a defined wisdom. The chachim shayach leimer ala er. You could because chachim. Chakim, to say something has chachma, wisdom, is, shaykh, is only capable to say on energy as it becomes already revealed. Because the way it's encompassed in the ten hidden spheres, before the tzimtzum, you can't call it chakim, he just said. You can't call it a sphere. Like we learned and discussed earlier in chapter 19, that they're not in any distingu- in all any distinguishable existence. So when do they become existent? Only only when the energy comes revealed, which means after the tzimtzum, you could say chakim. But still, but it's not with a a conscious. It's not with a knowable chachma. Not with a uh, a defined chachma. Not like in other words, chachmilah is Yeah, not like the chachmilah itself, which will be the third level. 
Because even though it's Chachma, it's still shapeless and formless compared to the, the energy as it goes into the containers. It's similar to the Chachma as it is in Shmai Vavtalian. Chesed in Shmai Vavtalian before it becomes... Uh, yeah. Or, yeah, Ukumashin is Baral El Pedic Dalit. Chachman that's being transmitted from the Rebbe, Right, 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 right. Like we learned earlier, chapter 14, with, about the concealed wisdom. It's higher than, it's still, it's, it's yet still higher than Chachman. Even higher than the higher, the supernal Chachman of Atzilus. And just like it is with Chachman, the same is with all the energies, meaning all the spheres. That though now they're already in the level of Echad, they're no longer, um, they're no, I'm sorry, now that they're, they're level, they're no longer Yachid, they still have a dimension of Yachid in them, which means they still contain a certain formlessness. Kitzur, summary, page 49. And since the root of the energies are in the level of 10 spheres, and through the symptom, the concealment, the energies were separated and diminished. That's why they have the capacity to manifest in containers, became datsilis, in containers of atsilis, shehen elikus, which are divine. Remember that was a parenthesis before. Okay. The reason he asked, the reason he added the parenthesis and why he says it is what I said earlier, because he doesn't want us to get the message. That just because they had essence spheres, they're ready to just go into beyond. Uh, they still are still divine. It's just now divine shape. It's energy. You know, it's shape, it's energy with a shape, but it's divine, and it goes into containers that are divine. So it's a descent, but it's not completely into a new paradigm. That's why it's still Atzilus, still Gilead Helam at the end of the day. And when they manifest, they become similar. Tailored, similar to the containers. And then comes the second half of the chapter. Vyesh Be'eris Gimel Madregetz. In energies, there are three levels. Ha'echad. Shar She'eris Ha'klun Be'eris of Kedem HaTzimtzum. The first is the root of the energies, the way they're encompassed in the infinite light before the Tzimtzum. Shalzer Nemar Antuchad. You are one. Di'ime Yesem Eser Hariyem B'chines Chad Mamesh. Even though there are ten, they're literally one. L'gabe Eres HaMizgalim. Relative to the energies that were revealed. Meaning, as opposed to higher levels before the symptom, the Yachid, Echel, and Kadman. Habayz, the second level, his Galas Erish Meshashim, is the revelation of these energies from their root, Liyash Shehem B'Pchinis Gilehelam. Being that they are a revelation of what was concealed, Hagam Shehem B'Pchinis Miut, even though they were diminished, Adihem B'Pchinis Pshitis. Yet they are still formless. Valzen Nemer Eses Spheres Blima, and this we say ten spheres without substance, Vachakim Bulei Bachach Miyadiyah. Wise, but not with revealed or knowledgeable or uh, or uh, conscious or defined wisdom. Okay, so we did chapter twenty nine, pages forty seven, forty eight, forty nine.